Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. Happy Friday. Welcome to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange. And this is the show where we talk about how the conspiracy is the news. And, well, you don't have to look too far to understand what the hell I'm even implying or talking about there. Because, yeah, I mean, that's the world we live in, is it not? We talk about living in the upside down all the time on regular ass Troubled Minds. But this is Troubled Minds News. And what that means is uh, we just do some quick hits on uh, some of the news stories that if the actual, uh, well, news uh, news systems and uh, media and all the rest of these people that do these things uh if if they were uh, a little more honest let's say uh news would look a little more like this uh and which is which is hilarious that you have to say that and you have to literally take it into your own hands because well they're just garbage they're garbage everybody knows this and it's it's a damn shame so there are definitely news stories worthy of being uh, discussed and thought about uh but uh they they don't want to touch them they they just uh, they avoid everything as much as possible and politicize everything and you know i mean just just turn on everything right now and it's uh it's just a constant shit show of uh flinging poo and uh name calling and blaming and everything else right and it's uh it's of course the the lefty righty paradigm which means they just want uh to convince you the other side's worse than they are when the reality is both sides are atrocious (laughs) and that's just the way it is uh that's the way it is the world we live in and like i said uh, people don't want uh, to acknowledge that so here we are trying to do that so what's going on guys how you all doing 
happy Friday, like I said. And uh, so that's what's up. We're going to do some quick news here, as you guys know. And uh, the the way this show started is we used to have a news segment on Troubled Minds. Uh, maybe we'll go back to that, maybe like a shorter one, maybe like 15 minutes or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm undecided. But, uh, but we used to have a, a really long segment that would go. It just got bigger and bigger for the news because there's a lot to talk about. And um, so with Troubled Minds has changed and we peeled this show off to just be its own thing its own just the news and uh yeah no beer no beer yet man this is the, this is the coffee show not the beer show there we go what's up cheers guys cheers to the uh, iced coffee because well las vegas iced coffee but yeah, so that's what's going on today, and uh, that's what this show's about. So let's uh, let's get started. Oh, and as always, uh, just like the other show, uh, we have the transparency factor, which means that not only am I going to show you my sources where I got this information from, I also have a phone number up. If you guys want to be part of the show at any point today, you can give us a call, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can also click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. The phone number and the Discord link are there, and you can be part of the the uh, yeah part of the show, part of the show, and uh, the part of the conversation. Uh, the Discord actually conversation goes on there uh, nearly twenty four hours a day. So uh, lots of smart folks in there sharing information and uh, even chatting it up in the after hours sometimes. So um, yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's uh, enough enough with the intros. Oh, oops, let's turn the static off the TV and let's do it. What do we got? We got uh, this. Uh, where are we at? Actually, let's. Uh, there's my. Yep. Let's get that. There you go. You want. You want super fancy audio. There it is. There's your. Uh, there's your program you would use. Okay. Check this out. This is from. Uh, let's start here because we're here. Uh, Let's start from the end and go to the beginning. All right, this is from the New York Post. And if you guys remember, uh, we've talked about this guy. He's the the individual that they supposedly poisoned uh, in his underpants, uh, the uh, the nerve agent, and nearly killed him, uh, Nav- Alexei Navalny. And uh, yeah, check this out. So if you guys remember this, he's a political dissident uh, and actually is uh well he's he's very popular in russia with the people because he's trying to um trying to get the government reformed okay and he's a he's a huge critic of vladimir putin which of course will end you up dead right so uh, unfortunately like i said this is the world we live in but uh this guy i said before this guy's got brass balls this dude uh so he yeah they've tried to kill him he's been followed for months if not years by the uh whatever the new version of the kgb is is and uh, that's what's going on with this he he's uh so they tried to kill him on a on a plane flight they uh, poisoned either his underpants or his tea or both we don't we don't really know and then he uh ended up um nearly dying they had to you guys remember this story well anyway he's in, so then he what happened is they almost killed him and then he went back to russia for some reason like he was in germany and he probably would have been safe and you know people would have given this guy safe harbor pretty much anywhere because i'm pretty sure almost nobody in the world likes vladimir putin right it's one of those things where you're forced uh uh, to like the guy if you don't well then you're yeah you're a target so that's why right like people like him to stay out of his way that's it not really to like him like him as far as i'm aware but anyway uh there you go so yeah so the headline is this from the new york post alexi 
Navalny says he is forced to watch eight hours of propaganda a day in jail. And so uh, I was speculating when, when he actually turned himself back in, we knew he'd instantly be arrested, uh, you know, for, for charges against the state or whatever the hell they're trying to say about him. But now, yeah, exactly. So they're doing this. Uh, and so he's claiming this. So uh, straight from the article, Russian dissident Alexei, uh, Alexei Navalny has compared his prison to a Chinese labor camp and said in his first interview from behind bars that he is forced to watch more than eight hours of a day of state TV and propaganda films. The 45-year-old Kremlin critic who is being held in a maximum security prison in Pokrov, about 60 miles east of Moscow, told the New York Times that the days of heavy labor in Soviet gulags have been replaced by psychological violence of brainwashing and propaganda. That sounds like a joy, doesn't it? He continues, uh, You might imagine tattooed muscle men with steel teeth carrying on with knife fights to take the best caught by the the window Navalny uh, told the newspaper and he continued you need to imagine something like a Chinese labor camp where everybody marches in a line and where video cameras are hung everywhere there is constant control and a culture of snitching he said huh weird does that uh, does that surprise anybody about what's going on over here in uh, in Russia yeah, this is terrible stuff. This is exactly uh, the the worst part of all. I mean, you know, I guess I guess worse would be eight hours of uh, propaganda TV and then eight hours of torture and then give him a bowl of gruel uh, so he's barely strong enough tomorrow to endure the same thing just before maybe a couple hours sleep and then wake him up early to, you know, uh, maybe build a brick wall or something. And then, you know what I'm saying? There are worse things, but but holy crap, like this is this is pretty horrific and well. You think this is going to re-educate the guy or think it's just going to piss him off? I think that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, let's do this. Let's go to NBCnews.com. Uh, uh, all right. Here we go. NBC News. Let's do it. Uh, this is, uh, this is, here we go. Uh, Hubble captures an Einstein ring. Now, this is kind of cool. Uh, the surprising effect, which is caused by the bending of light intense, uh, by intense gravity, reveals the depths of the universe. Yay. All right, here we go. A, a new photograph from the Hubble telescope shows a stunning Einstein ring billions of light years from Earth, a phenomenon named after Albert Einstein who predicted that gravity could bend light. Uh, the round object at the center of the photograph released by the European Space Agency is actually three galaxies that appear as seven with four separate images of the most distant galaxies forming a visible ring around the others. The farthest galaxy, a special type of a very bright galaxy with a gigantic black hole at its center, known as a quasar, is about 15 billion light years from Earth. 15 billion with a B. Light years. Holy crap, that's a long ass way. At such a great dis- uh, such a great distance, it would be invisible to even the best space telescopes. But its light is curved by the two galaxies in front, about three billion light years away. So its image appears uh, to us in five separate places: four times in the ring and once at the center of the ring. Although that can be detected only by the telescope's numerical data. And here you go. Here's what this looks like. This is this is pretty wild. There you go. There's your almost full screen version of this. But uh, that's that's the uh, Einstein's famous gravitational lensing, right? Where you have an object between us and that object, and the light bends around said object, and we get this. And uh, that's a that's a pretty fantastic shot. And as you notice, they said it's only collected by their numerical data, which would mean this is probably an artist rendition. Is that what this is? 
I'm not sure this is an actual picture. It might be just an artist rendition, which is unfortunate because, uh, so I don't know for sure. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's likely to be the case. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, pretty fascinating stuff anyway. Uh, bending of light around gravitational objects is pretty hot. And um, why the hell not? Why the hell not, you know? But there you go. There's what the ring, the Einstein ring, looks like. And it's uh, four galaxies that appear as seven, they say. So, or three, I don't know. Whatever they said. Whatever I said. I just said it. All right, anyway, let's continue, shall we? There is more. There's always more. All right, let's look at this one. This is from, uh, what is this from? This is from the Washington Post. Uh, and they still have the tagline, democracy dies in darkness. At least, at least they, you know... Well, at least they're smart enough to know that there's no, you don't ever need to change it because democracy is dying in darkness <laughs> uh, instead of not just a stupid political thing. Uh, but anyway, here we go. So uh, vaccine conspiracy theorists become even more desperate after full FDA authorization. Uh, more desperate, more desperate. The claim is that the FDA somehow didn't really fully authorize the Pfizer vaccine. It's built on nonsense experts say. Ooh, the nonsense. Here we go. For many months, vaccine skeptics and critics of vaccination mandates have pointed to the fact that the coronavirus vaccines were available only under emergency use authorizations. So when the Food and Drug Administration this week fully authorized the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, these folks had some accounting to do. Increasingly, some of them have landed on a rather conspiratorial idea that seems likely to rear its head moving forward, particularly as employers push forward with mandates. Mm, love the mandates. The claim, the FDA didn't fully authorize the Pfizer vaccine. It is a claim that many of the most prominent vaccine skeptics might have, uh, you might have heard are pushing with increasing gusto. It's just not something that, according to experts, actually lines up with the FDA's announcement. All right. I mean, this is, well, it is what it is. I mean, it's propaganda, of course, and uh, yeah, BioNTech. I think that's what it's actually called. Yeah, the, the Pfizer BioNTech. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, there you go, right there. Let's full screen it. You can see exactly in its context. Yeah, Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. Yeah, um, yeah, and so anyway, it's just uh, this. This is again just a propaganda hit piece to kind of crap on people that are hesitant, right? And again, uh, like I said, uh, don't don't get me wrong. Don't take any advice from me um, in any of this stuff. Uh, this is a personal decision, and you should you know consult your doctor and do all the things to you know make sure your health is is the best for what whatever. But my point is, pro propaganda hit pieces are well. It's just the way they do these things it's just the way they do these things and uh here's another one right that the conspiracy theorists becoming more desperate than ever dun 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 yeah where where well, where's where's the more desperate right again it's it's like um like like we always say it's it's like propaganda and and the news media are so decoupled from reality in many cases that this is the stuff we get sure sure maybe somebody out there is freaking out but right uh you there are options there are always options right until there, there's boots on the neck and needles and arms as a result and that ain't happening yet is that happening yet that ain't happening yet anyway just saying all right let's see this is actually pretty cool this is a um 
This is an article from earthsky.org where we had time-wise. Actually, before we do that, let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor, which, of course, is you. Oops. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. All right. There you go. And also, by the way, we are live. And if you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Here we go. Let's go back to earthsky.org. Now, check this out. This one's pretty cool. Um, we've uh, we've talked about this quite a lot with uh, Nibiru and the Anunnaki story. And uh, it's now Planet 9 because, you know, when Pluto was a planet, it was Planet X, which was Planet 10. Anyway, point being, they think there's a large planet way out there in this huge elliptical orbit that only comes by every, you know, 10,000 years or so, something like this. And, uh, yeah, well, um, they've uh, taken the gravitational signatures from the solar system itself and the outer solar system, and now they started uh, they started doing uh, uh, like a kind of a, a profile of the gravitational pull of this uh, invisible planet, which it's visible, clearly. We just don't know where it's at because it's so far out. It's not getting the reflection of the sun on it, right? So, anyway, uh, point being, the headline here is, this is from earthsky.org, uh, Planet 9, scientists map its likely location, and that's pretty cool. You see there's a nice little graphic here, and you see the, the orbit that they've predicted uh, in the photograph, which means uh, that the, the blue stripe is probably its orbit, right? But the red part right now is the most likely band that it is inside that orbit currently. And so, uh, based on, again, gravitational signatures. So, the cool part is, uh, does this mean that maybe we're on track to finding whatever this thing is? Because, yeah, that would be the approximate spot, and they could start looking in an exact area. And, yeah, anyway, pretty neat stuff. Let's go. William Herschel discovered Uranus in 1781. Johann Gottfried Galley and others discovered Neptune in 1846. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, look, here we go. So the peer-reviewed astronomical journal accepted their new study on August 22nd, 2021. And uh, this is Mike Brown and Constantine Badijin, uh, both of Caltech, announced in early 2016 that they had evidence for a planet nine, another major planet in our solar system, lurking somewhere in our solar system's outer realm. And now they've produced a map showing where the planet should lie. So it is a, a peer-reviewed astronomical uh, journal that's accept accepted it now. And the preprint is on ARXIV per usual. So here you go. And uh, if you guys are into reading the actual paper, there it is. And uh, so the orbit of Planet 9 is the title of that paper. And uh, they're looking at it here, right? They're saying that this is a exactly where it should be based on gravitational signatures of what we can pick up with our current uh, our current technology which is kind of hot like i said uh, they, they can tell you almost exactly where they think it should be and so hopefully maybe soon 
we can actually spot this thing and say, oh, yeah, there it is. That would be really, really cool. Um, but anyway, so uh, they, they examine the observations of all the known Kuiper Belt objects with orbits affected by the unknown planet. Kuiper Belt objects, of course, are icy bodies left over from the formation of the solar system that reside in an orbit out past Neptune. Pluto is a Kuiper Belt object, and so are Eris, uh, Makimaki, is that how you say it, and Haumea, uh, which, of course, are small, these small objects. Many of these objects have eccentric orbits that Brown and Batygen believe are being affected by a distant and massive planet. Planet Nine. Dun, dun, dun. Cue the uh, dramatic music there. Uh, so, so teasing out information from these distant objects took a number of steps. The first thing they did was to separate the tugs of Neptune on the objects from the pull of a more distant planet. The scientists also had to understand the observational bias in these objects. And, uh, yeah, so they, they had to create a maximum likelihood model using a combination of numerical simulations and observations of each Kuiper Belt object. And, uh, like I said, pretty pretty sweet if you just look at that map and uh let's let's hopefully uh, uh maybe maybe in our lifetime we'll be able to find planet nine that would be pretty sweet right and uh, of course uh, there's there's been some speculation that it does not exist and that some of the um the uh gravitational signatures of these kuiper belt objects are because of a a data um uh maybe mis misidentified data or things like this and also that maybe Planet Nine is not a planet at all, but it, it could be a a primordial black hole, which of course would be a black hole about the size of a bowling ball or a basketball somewhere in that region. Very small, but with a huge, uh, dense gravity signature, and it would be uh, very much like a planet. So there's there's still some speculation. The jury's out on this, but uh, everybody knows Planet Nine, Nibiru, and that whole story with the Anunnaki and stuff. So uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, unfortunately, the the terrifying part about this is maybe this is why uh, you know maybe this caused the Great Flood. Maybe this is uh, responsible for topsy turvy turmoil on Earth every you know ten thousand years or so when this sucker kind of comes back close to the sun it might uh, wreak havoc on earth as well so it, it's impossible to know until well we get uh, we get some more data on this and hopefully they can spot it and uh, i don't know are you hoping it's uh, got the anunnaki on it are you hoping it's a uh, uh, an actual primordial black hole or uh what are we hoping for we got to have a hope here right cross your fingers something's about to go down with this but yeah uh, I, i'm excited they're going to find it and uh, we can actually say yeah if imagine if there's actually an extra planet in our solar system orbiting our sun because that's what we're talking about it's just such a huge long elliptical orbit it takes forever for it to come around and come back so yeah if we find this in our lifetime i'll be stoked i'll be stoked i hope you'll be you'll be stoked as well uh let's continue shall we there's more there's always more because well the media doesn't sleep <laughs> these guys these jokers yeah all right and this one's pretty hot uh, james sent me a version of this and uh, uh thank you by the way james uh, thanks everybody for sharing all the great stories as well in the discord if you have not joined the discord yet what are you waiting for uh, troubledminds.org click the discord link and hop in there and you can share new stories and that's how they end up on um, on the new show here and also taking ideas for full shows for troubled mind shows if you guys have ideas for that love to hear it that's always the hardest part not doing the show itself the hardest part is coming up with the idea so if you guys are into that I'd uh, love to hear some of those uh, some of those suggestions but here we go uh, this is again from the New York Post 
unidentified flying jellyfish video is freaking people out. Now, the the thing here is I can't play this because the uh, it's it's licensed by who is this licensed by? It's an it's an asshole licensor, and uh, they've the copyright. Give it literal full-on copyright strike before for playing their stuff i'm not even going to risk it so uh you have the article and you can watch it uh on your own but i'm not going to play it right now uh, so here we go so it says uh when folks on the ground on the emmer oblast region of russia spotted a strange swirling figure in the sky last month they couldn't peg the obscured object as it spiraled further through the atmosphere onlookers can be heard mulling over what the phenomenon could be in footage obtained by viral hog viral hog those are the assholes don't play one of their things on a stream or you will literally get taken down and a copyright strike because yes they are yeah they are angry about that shit no such thing as fair use with those guys uh well you probably have to challenge them so i contacted them after i got a strike by the way and tried to say hey look we played like it was a three-hour show and i played 10 seconds of your damn video and uh can we talk about this what's going on they they never even responded not a not a yeah sorry that seems excessive not a fuck you go away nothing didn't even respond to me so yeah well if you make sure if you're live streaming and putting stuff up make sure if it's a license by viral hog don't play it don't do it anyway this is what that the object looked like if you guys can see it on the full screen which is probably better it's a, a photograph but uh is that a flying jellyfish what the hell is that i don't know what the hell that is but um this is yeah anyway so uh, as it spiraled through the atmosphere onlookers can be heard mulling over what the phenomenon could be the camera operator described the moment they began filming in a description on youtube my friends and i saw the movement of some some object in the sky it looked like a comet, but it flew slowly, and we realized that it was some kind of rocket or flying machine. Oh boy, maybe the Anunnaki are back. Uh, quote, a little bit later, it exploded, and a pattern in the form of jellyfish was formed. We even heard some kind of sound similar on blast. So yeah, there you go. I don't know. What does this mean? The hell if I know. Uh, again, you know, likely some sort of rocket test or, you know, things like this. Uh, I'm not uh, suggesting it was actually a flying jellyfish, but uh, that's, a, that's a pretty impressive uh, view of the sky there. And, uh, yeah, whatever this thing may have been. Uh, so, you know, theories, I don't know. Uh, it's clearly not a hypersonic weapon because you wouldn't be able to catch the, the tail of this and all this. It would, it would have been super fast. So, I don't know. I don't know what's actually going on with this other than it's probably some sort of test something and well there you go there you go but uh yeah if i saw that in the sky too i'd be like ah oh, hot damn let's get a picture of this so yeah good stuff uh, viewers in the comment section couldn't help but speculate the falling objects origin since meteorites are not an uncommon occurrence in the area of eastern russia others however suggested its progeny is strictly terrestrial and yeah i think that may be the case here but what can you do what can you do i don't know but uh yeah Flying jellyfish video. What's up, guys? Uh, let's see. Uh, good stuff. Thanks for showing up. I see everybody in the chat. Thanks for being here, folks. And uh, happy Friday to you. Just kind of kicking it, talking about the news, doing what we do. Where are we at time-wise? Because I think time-wise, it might actually be not quite. Not quite time for a quick break, and you know how those go. If you're live, it's almost like they didn't happen at all. All right, so the point being here is that uh, this this jellyfish video is uh, the, the, probably the most important thing. If you, if you stream at all on Twitch or anywhere else, is don't 
play this clip. That's the most important thing here. The secondary is, well, what is it? Because, yeah, it's probably a rocket test or something. Uh, all right, so what do we got? Where are we at? Vaccine hesitancy, Einstein ring. We got uh, the Planet Nine. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's go to one more. One more crazy one before we take a quick break. Uh, chat pause is closed due to scroll. There we go. All right. Okay. Uh, so this is from fizz.org. And this is one of my, I always say this, it's one of my favorite websites because uh, mostly it's not political. And uh, I like that. I like that. However, they do do some climate change politicization and some of that. So, you know, nobody's perfect. But uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, as you know, we've been watching these fast radio bursts as some of this data comes in. And uh yeah, this is uh here we go. So they're they're still trying to figure this out. Of course, a while back they they dis they and one of the ideas was these are magnetars, okay, ascending these uh, these fast radio bursts uh, to our direction. Uh, you know, some have speculated in the very beginning that they were uh, maybe an extraterrestrial civilization trying to contact us, okay? But I, I don't think that's the case, of course. Well, unless unless there's some of these are repeating, so which is even even more mysterious, right? It's it's, it's one thing if it's like a one-time situation. It's different if you can kind of repeat it on a cycle and predict it which there's a, a couple few of these which are happening like that so it turns it into more of a mystery for sure but uh but magnetars they've they've uh, said maybe neutron stars things like this um but uh, neutron stars shouldn't be repeating um so uh, anyway uh so they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on so here we go uh by connecting two of the biggest radio telescopes in the world astronomers have discovered that a simple binary wind cannot cause the puzzling period periodic of a fast radio burst after all the bursts may come from a highly magnetized isolated neutron star the radio detections also show that fast radio bursts some of the most energetic events in the universe are free from shrouding material that transparency further increases their importance for cosmology and the re results appear in a paper of course in nature this week and yeah, I don't know. This is uh, this is fun. This is fun. Finding new stuff in space is fun. So here we go. The the use of quote radio colors led to the breakthrough in optical light. Colors are how the eye distinguishes each wavelength. Our rainbow goes from shorter wavelength blue optical light to longer wavelength red optical light, which of course is that whole bit, right? We all know that. But electromagnetic radiation that the human eye cannot see because the wavelength is too long or short is equally real. Astronomers call this ultraviolet light or radio light. The radio light extends to the rainbow beyond the red edge we see uh, the radio rainbow itself also goes from bluer short wave radio to redder long wave right and they call that uh, also when you're talking about uh, large distances over space redshift and etc so on so pretty good stuff here i don't know uh, the the mystery is still a mystery they haven't completely decided on what these uh, fast radio bursts are they're trying to clarify again here maybe magnetars like i said maybe uh, neutron stars and uh we, of course we're because we're dreamers we're going to leave on the table that possibly maybe it's also um extraterrestrials trying to contact us because why the hell not i mean we've got anjali uh saying we're going to hit a, an alien base which i think has been scheduled for december now uh, uh, so we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that as it develops, as you guys are aware. But uh, yeah, what the world's going on? She was on Jimmy Church. That was it last night, two nights ago, two nights ago, 
And uh, I was listening to that last night. Uh, fascinating to hear her tell that entire tale of uh, visiting an alien base in her own words. So, yeah, there's that. And she's standing by it. She, she's, she hasn't backed off one bit. She's saying there's aliens in this base and the, the nine-foot-tall mantis. And, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all there. The purple mantis. She, she, yeah. If you guys haven't heard it, check it out. Jimmy Church on Wednesday night. You can find it on YouTube, the whole version there. Just uh, pro tips. He, He's, he's a little long-winded like I am. Just skip to like the 40-minute mark because he rambles on in the beginning for quite a lot, you know. He goes, Bispoke Radio, go back with Tepe. And does a whole lot of that for like 40 minutes and then and then and then the thing starts so yeah anyway pro there's your there's your jimmy church pro tip uh, all right let's take a quick break you're listening to troubled minds news i'm michael strange don't go anywhere we'll be right back help jews in poverty at helpjewsnow.org your 25 dollars gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to jews in need be a blessing right now visit helpjewsnow.org that's helpjewsnow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right. Welcome back to Troubled Minds News. I'm Michael Strange. Let's continue. Let's keep on trucking with the news. And let's look at this. This is from the UK. And uh, we love the UK. Uh, lots of smart, uh, intelligent, fantastic, freedom-loving people over there that are being uh, beaten down by uh, freedom-hating politicians every day, unfortunately. Uh, but the BBC. Ah, the BBC. The propaganda? Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, here we go. The BBC. Uh, COP26. Queen to attend climate conference in Glasgow. Oh, how could this go wrong? This would be amazing, right? The 95-year-old monarch will join world leaders at the event, which was originally due to take place in November last year, but was postponed due to the COVID pandemic. Dun, dun, dun. Everything was postponed, wasn't it? Uh, anyway, uh, it will now be held at the Scottish Events Campus from the 1st to 12th of November. Uh, the summit is expected to attract 120 heads of state, including U.S. President Joe Biden. Others expected to travel to Scotland include Pope Francis and climate campaigner Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Love us some Greta. Yeah. And so uh, how dare you? Right. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Who else will be there? The Pope. I mean, who would miss this? The Queen, the Pope, Greta. I mean, for crying out loud. Right. Now, this is what we're talking about. This is the stuff I live for. But yeah, so the event comes at a critical moment for the planet. This this says, of course. Right. Uh, earlier this month, a major scientific report warned of increasingly extreme heat waves, droughts and flooding and a key temperature limit being broken in just over a decade. Wow, really? Holy smackaroni. Haven't they been saying that for 30 years? Kinda, yeah, kinda. Uh, again, like I said, propaganda. And uh, again, like I said, please don't get me wrong. I do understand there's a lot of people on this earth and we are changing things on the earth, right? Not maybe the climate too, but we're changing lots of things. And I do say, do your best and take care of the earth, all right? So don't get me wrong there. But climate alarmism and propaganda in that sense 
does not make me happy. So that's why that's why it seems like I'm triggered by climate change. I'm not. I'm triggered by how the, the media handles it. All right. But anyway, so uh, if you're looking for a probably, I don't know, this is probably better than the Super Bowl, right? If we're talking like a climate conference that the Queen shows up, uh, the Pope shows up, and uh, yeah, Greta Thunberg. I mean, we must be in for a good time, right? We're going to be lectured to by elites and by uh, young people that haven't gone to college yet. It should be sweet, right? It should be totally sweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There, what's up, Alien? Each chance says, uh, Bill Gates and Fauci, it wouldn't be complete without them. Yeah, uh, you may as well, right? Uh, anybody who's anybody will show up. Anybody who's anybody in the Illuminati. Uh, I say that tongue-in-cheek, of course. But anyway, they will discuss whether enough has been achieved since 2015's landmark Paris Climate Agreement. Oh, yeah, the Paris Climate Agreement. That's a sweet one. Uh, I wonder if there's any accountability for any of the countries that didn't do any of the shit they were supposed to do but took the money anyway. Hmm, weird. Just asking for a friend. Uh, they agreed to try to keep temperature increases well below 2 degrees Celsius. That would be 3.6 Fahrenheit and to try to limit them to 1.5 Celsius. But many scientists say efforts have fallen far short and temperature increases could reach 3 Celsius. Uh, amid concerns over COVID, the UK has even offered to provide vaccines to delegates. The summit will also be the focus of an unprecedented security operation. About 10,000 officers from across the UK will deploy each day during the conference, which Police Scotland said was the most complex and complicated event ever staged in Scotland. Yeah, 10,000 officers. Are they all going to bring their billy clubs or do they just get a new one when they go over there because they can't fly with them or take them on the boat? Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, point being, this ought to be the... Yeah, the 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 uh, event of the century, right? Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> like I said, make sure you don't miss the Super Bowl, and or the World Cup, and then make sure you watch this. I'm sure this is going to be thrilling, absolutely thrilling. All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's do this. More conspiracy theory. Uh, yep, here we go. All right, here's the thing. Uh, this is from Fox News, uh, the, the other most trusted source in news, wink, wink. Uh, but, of course, they're crapping on Don Lemon, which I love because Don Lemon's a lion POS. <laughs> ah, so I'll just get that out of the way. CNN's Don Lemon rips parents opposed to mask mandates. It says some conspiracy theorists shouldn't have had kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's the quote. Just because you can have kids doesn't mean you should. Oh, CNN host Don Lemon on Wednesday tore into parents who opposed to uh, mask mandates in schools, mocking them for their beliefs and emotions over the controversial issue and suggesting that some espousing conspiracy theories shouldn't have children. During a segment discussing the coronavirus, Lemon played two video clips of parents speaking out against the mandates in school board meetings across the country, including one where one man grows visibly angry and says such rules are against the Nuremberg Codes. Why so angry? It's a mask, Lemon said after playing the video. Uh, the second video involved a woman at a school board meeting in South Carolina where she appeared to repeat a conspiracy theory that involved the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention turning schools into camps to isolate men, women, and children from each other. Quote, and this is what Don Lemon said. Ah, uh, Don Lemon. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, really, I don't know how you can watch this man and take him seriously whatsoever because he is completely full of it. Here's the quote. Just because you can have kids doesn't mean you should. Yeah, I said it. 
Lemon said after the video, and he continued, and it would be funny if it weren't for the fact that people's lives are at stake. The misinformation, the lies, they're killing us. Hmm. Lemon decided to highlight conspiracy theorists opposed to masks, but parents across the country are also vocally against mandated face coverings in schools. However, polling reveals a majority of parents support the mandates for the unvaccinated. Ah, uh, yes. Don Lemon, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Yeah, this sounds like a conspiracy, doesn't it? I agree. I don't know. Uh, I didn't I, I could have pulled the video and we could have watched it, but I got to admit when I when I turn him on, even for a moment, sometimes I get that gag reflex. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, OK, time to change this crap before he he calls me racist in some way. while not even knowing me, <laughs> which is even even more amazing. Right. Super hot. Super hot. All right. Let's uh, let's keep rolling. Uh, here we go. Scinews.com. Uh, yeah. All right. We got we got more space news. This is pretty cool. Astronomers identify new class of exoplanets, Hyacian worlds. Uh, so let's read some of this. Uh, of the thousands of exoplanets known today, the vast majority are low-mass planets with sizes one to four Earth masses between the terrestrial planets and ice giants of our solar system. With no analogs in the solar system, these planets are varied, classed as super-Earths or mini-Neptunes, depending on inferences about their bulk composition based on their densities. I am your density. Earlier studies of such planets have found that the pressure and temperature beneath their hydrogen-rich atmospheres would be too high to support life. All right, cool. However, Dr. Niku Madsudsudson, I can't say it, so I'm going to get the help of Microsoft Mike because he's my lovely assistant, and let's see how you actually say that name, because why not? However, Dr. Niku Madhusudhan, an astronomer in the Institute of Astronomy at the University of Cambridge, and colleagues recently found that in certain conditions these planets could support life. Yeah, certain conditions these plants could support life. Even more important, it said Niku Matsuzahan. Is that what he said? <laughs> Holy smackerel. I'd have never got that. Anyway, the results led to a detailed investigation into the full range of planetary and stellar properties for which these conditions are possible, which known exoplanets may satisfy those conditions and whether their biosignatures may be observable. The investigation led the astronomers to identify a new class of planets, Hyacian planets with massive planet-wide oceans beneath hydrogen-rich atmospheres. That sounds like a nice place to live, doesn't it? Yeah, these planets can be up to 2.6 times larger than Earth and have atmospheric temperatures up to nearly 200 degrees Celsius. But their oceanic conditions could be similar to those conducive for microbial life in Earth's oceans. And there we go. More, uh, more, more ways that life could exist in the universe on particularly different uh, planets, uh, different types, and pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff, right? Um, <laughs> uh, you guys are funny. You guys are funny. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, there it is. At least, at least this isn't more Don Lemon, right? You, you can only talk about the man so much. It's just like I said, and you start to you start to get sick. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, here we go. Here's more. Uh, speaking of propaganda, now I thought this was interesting because this has, of course, been super highly politicized. The January sixth incident, which you guys are super aware of, uh, because well, the media won't let you. Forget it, because it was an insurrection, don't you know? A mob of unarmed people stomped around the Capitol and then left. And, of course, that's how you take over the government, don't you? Don't you know? Here we go. NBC News reports this. 
Officer who shot Ashley Babbitt that day on January 6th during Capitol Riot breaks silence. I saved countless lives, he says. In an exclusive interview, interview with NBC News, Lieutenant Michael Byrd said he opened fire only as a last resort after the rioters failed to comply with his commands. I find it odd. I'm just uh, going to throw it out there. I'm going to poison the well before I even read this article uh, with my opinion here, because uh, it seems to me this is propaganda uh, to just back up the narrative, right, as usual. And uh, how come he was the only cop that fired a shot there was tons of dc police officers there and nobody was just popping off like popping off you know what i'm saying but he did and not only that he shot an unarmed woman uh, approximately what was she 35 years old i believe something to that effect and so this is what i'm saying right like uh, so, so of course, they're getting, uh, because they protected his name first, uh, the Capitol Police, and they weren't going to uh, let us know who actually fired the shot. Well, there's video of him actually taking the shot. Uh, I thought he was uh, behind a barricade uh, inside of a room, but apparently he was not. Uh, and uh, there were people climbing through windows to get into a room he was protecting from that last barricades type situation. So... Anyway, it's actually, there's actual video of it. You see him with his gun, and he's lining it up, and he takes the shot. You see him actually pull the trigger. So um, it didn't seem as dire. It didn't seem like people were in his face. It seemed like he got spooked to me right that's just to me i don't know you'd have to put yourself in the situation and this is what i say about cops too uh they have they have extremely difficult jobs because like i said sometimes they have to act as social workers and sometimes they have to act as protectors and the takers of lives so you don't know right and again without putting yourself in the situation so there's that however uh the media pivots to protect him uh because he's been exonerated now and it was they say it was justified force when clearly right you look at the case and how it ended up uh it doesn't seem like that at all um i don't know i mean right yeah maybe you could argue that you shot one person and people realized you were serious and so they stopped approaching maybe beyond that i'm not so sure shooting ashley babbitt who was unarmed was well the right choice here so anyway <clears throat> excuse me In the chaotic minutes before he shot and killed Ashley Babbitt during the Capitol riot on January 6th, Lieutenant Michael Byrd focused his attention on the glass doors leading into the lobby of the House of Representatives chamber. About 60 to 80 House members and staffers were holed up inside, and it was Byrd's job to protect them. As rioters rampaged through the Capitol, Byrd and a few other officers at the U.S. Capitol Police set up a wall of furniture outside the doors. So yes, that was true. If you look at the video, like I said, it's in this article, I believe. There's a barricade, and it's in front of the doors, and he's outside of that with his gun, all right? So, and they're coming into the, the, the building he's in, and anyway, so there's, there's the, the explanation. He says, quote, once we barricaded the doors, we were essentially trapped where we were, Bird said, in an exclusive interview with NBC's Lester Dolt. Yeah, I said it speaking publicly for the first time since the riot there was no way to retreat no other way to get out he says if they get through that door they're into the house chamber and upon the members of congress added bird who gave nbc news permission to use his name after authorities had declined to release it so clearly he knew he was on video and at some point that was going to come out and they were going to find him anyway so 
as uh, all good PR situations, he uh, uh, volunteered and said, well, let's let's do the right thing and put my face out there and we'll do an interview. And again, like I said, everything is PR these days. If it's a, uh, what is a, uh, was it George Orwell? I can't remember who said the exact quote, but uh, I think he said uh, t- something to this effect. I always botch quotes, so you'll have to forgive me, but uh, I get the essence right. I'll tell you what, I get it half, for, uh, damn it, I get it half right. But uh, he says something to the effect of uh, publishing things people don't want published is journalism. Everything else is propaganda or PR. Everything else is public relations is what he said. Something very, it's very close. I almost got it. I almost got it. I told you, damn it, I'd be half right. But anyway, that's what this is, right? If people don't want this published, uh, oh, that would be journalism. But since a very huge contingent of people want this published, well... It's public relations. Uh, so anyway, Bird's uh, connection to what was going on outside and inside the building was his police radio. For several minutes, it crackled with a cascade of alarming messages. There were shouts of officers down, screams from his colleagues under attack by rioters with chemical agents. Hear that? Attacks by chemical agents. Interesting. I wonder. I wonder if there's any evidence to support that. Uh, a report that can uh, that that an officer's fingertips were blown off. What, with, with all the bombs that went off? I'm, I'm confused. Quote, it was literally broadcast over the air, Bird said. I said, okay, this is getting serious. And so, yeah. Point being, like I said, it's... It, again, I'm being a little bit shitty about this, too, just because I realize it's PR and the, this guy's a real person and he has to live with shooting this woman and there are human consequences to this. It's tragic, all of it, for him included. Uh, but... Like I said, uh, it's uh, putting a police officer in the middle of a highly chaotic situation is uh, right. An armed police officer is, well, a recipe for something not good. So uh, so we're lucky uh, that uh, unlucky he fired the shot. More lucky that the cops around him or in other places in the Capitol that day weren't popping off shots as well. So at least there's that. And uh, like I said, tragic nonetheless. It doesn't make it any less tragic because uh, Ashley Babbitt did lose her life. So just uh, just FYI, they, they actually released the guy's name and he volunteered. And if you watch, I don't know, if you care. If you don't, that's okay, too. I understand because it's so grotesquely highly politicized, that January 6th stuff. I'm uh, I'm really kind of sick of it. I'm really kind of sick of uh, just people, um, you know, uh, one, calling it an insurrection again when, well, uh, that's kind of not the way insurrections are done, by the way. Uh, look up the definition. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're not into that because uh, it's it's fake news, all all fake all the time. So anyway, tweaktown.com. Yep, there we go. Now this is pretty cool too. This is more of that uh, gravitational lensing stuff. And the more our uh, technology gets better, our telescope technology, uh, we got the James Webb telescope hopefully coming online soon. And Hubble, of course, having its issues, but I think they, they saved it, right? Did they save the Hubble? Anyway, uh, we're getting new telescopes in the sky, and we're going to be able to see further and further into the past through all these billions of light years, which is pretty pretty damn amazing. Uh, so here we go. Here's the most distant object astronomers have detected in space. Have you ever wondered what the most distant object is? Yeah, they believe they found it so they found a this thing the universe is uh 
13.77 billion years old, and rewinding time back to the moment the universe began, you would see a massive explosion scientists refer to as the Big Bang. From that event is us and all of the glorious stars and galaxies we are observing today. One galaxy in particular astronomers have come across is GN-Z11, and the reason for its importance is believed to be the most distant object we have ever found, 13.4 billion light years from Earth. And as you know, right, uh, it takes light that long in light years to travel here, so it just seeing the light of what happened is not happening now. It happened 13.44 billion years ago. So the further you, you look away from you, the further back in time you're seeing. And so uh, it kind of makes you wonder, if that's the case, are we ever going to actually be able to see past the precipice of that Big Bang situation? Is that Big Bang situation even real? I don't know. Uh, not, to, not to discount the theories of you know notable uh, astrophysicists, but... Uh, uh, do they really know that's what happened? Anyway, interesting. Uh, GN-Z11, 13.4 billion light years away, and we're getting really close to the beginning, right? If you can see that, and we got the new telescope coming online soon, uh, 13.77 bil- billion years old is how old they estimate the universe to be. So, yeah, I don't know. You tell me. I think at some point, right, you would see nothing. Would there be nothing? Can you actually go back so far in time that you see the very, very earliest moment right after the Big Bang. Pretty cool stuff to think about anyway. For me, well, if I'm boring you, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, here we go. This this will unbore you pretty quickly. Let's do this. This is from NPR. Uh, NPR. Gotta love them. Uh, scientists discover fossil of a four-legged whale with a raptor-like eating style. Yeah, now we're talking. Now we're back in business. This is pretty hot. I mean... What is this? A four-legged whale, right? Yeah. We regret to inform you that your nightmares are about to get worse. Straight from the article. A team led by Egyptian scientists have dug up a 43-million-year-old fossil in the Sahara Desert in Egypt of a now-extinct amphibious four-legged whale. That's right. A whale with legs. Yeah. The authors of the study say that the creature had unique features of the skull and that its mandibles suggest a capacity for more efficient oral mechanical processing. That means grotesquely chewing. Uh, just to break it down in real terms. In other words, these walking whales had a strong raptorial feeding style. Uh, Quote, we discovered how fierce and deadly its powerful jaws are capable of tearing a wide range of prey. This whale was a god of death to most of the animals that lived in its area. Abdullah Gohar, one of the scientists told Insider, the new whale called, oh boy, I'm going to need Microsoft Mike for this because scientific names are beyond me. Uh, Here we go. The new whale is called Phyomacetus Anubis, which the scientists named in part after Anubis, the canine-headed Egyptian god associated with mummification and the afterlife. It was likely a top predator at the time, similar to what a killer whale is today. All right. Phyomacetus Anubis. I like it. I like it. Uh, Interesting, I had the Anubis emoji when we started. Uh, Coincidence? I think not. 
I think not. All right. So anyway, it turns out uh, it used to be uh, her, her. Anyway, that's enough. That's enough of that. Blah, blah, blah. You guys, you guys have the article if you want to read it. And what's up? Rowan says the only problem with uh, is that there, that there is a star that is 14 billion years old. And I think they can only see as far as the universe curvature allows. Then you got to go there and look again. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. So we're you can't ever see past that curved precipice. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that works other than uh, I hope one day we're able to go, yep, there's the Big Bang. <laughs> yeah, well, what can you do? You can't win them all, can you? All right, uh, this is from uh, the other, uh, this is from the New York Times and uh, more propagandists, as we all know. Uh, calls grow to discipline doctors spreading virus misinformation. Yeah, doctors. Now, now it's not... Now, it's not just conspiracy theorists. It's doctors that have a different professional opinion. You see what's going on here? It doesn't matter what your education level is, because if you go against the narrative, you are a conspiracy theorist. It doesn't matter if you have data to back up your claims. It does not matter. They're looking to punish the doctors who go against the official narratives. Can you believe this? Yeah, here we go. A tiny number of doctors have been an outsized influence in spreading false information about the COVID-19 and the vaccines. Uh, there you go. Let's see. Blah, blah. Uh, this is too long. This is, this is journalists writing far too many words for such a simple thing. Uh, so we, we know. We, I mean, this is, this is one of those things where you, we know it's coming. Like I've always said, they're moving to recreate what the term terrorist is domestic terrorist right it, it becomes not just somebody who's looking to do harm to people property and the state itself it becomes people who disagree with the state itself and i'm pretty sure we started out with uh, that individual in russia that sat there for eight hours a day watching russian propaganda in prison and maybe maybe we should take a page from the playbook of Vladimir Putin and take these doctors and round them up and put them in a cushy prison because they are doctors after all and give them propaganda to watch until they understand these are the things we need you to say of course I would feed them you know if I was if I was dictator for a day I would feed them nice things and I would be really nice to them because well they're doctors after all and, uh, you know, they have a nice education. And not only that, I can't speak for them as individuals, but at least they're unafraid to go against political narratives. And at least they've got that going for them, right? Yeah. Anyway, like I said, you can't win them all. All right. All right. Here's, uh, here's our last one. We're there. You guys want to be part of the show? You know what to do. 702-957-1037. Let's go to this. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Ah, the Wall Street Journal. Yes. T-Mobile hacker who stole data on 50 million customers. Quote, their security is awful. Yeah. All right. The hacker who has taken responsibility for breaking into T-Mobile's U.S. Incorporated Systems said the wireless company's lax security eased his path into a cache of records with personal details on more than 50 million 
people and counting. John Binns, a 21-year-old American who moved to Turkey a few years ago, told the Wall Street Journal he was behind the security breach. Mr. Binns, who was uh, who since 2017 has used several online aliases, communicated with the journal via telegram messages from an account that discussed details of the hack before they were widely known. The August... Uh, August intrusion was the latest in a string of high-profile breaches at U.S. companies that have allowed thieves to walk away with troves of personal details on consumers. A booming industry of cybersecurity consultants, software suppliers, and incident response teams has so far failed to turn the tide against hackers and identify thieves who fuel their businesses by tapping these deep reservoirs of stolen corporate data. Uh, there you go. Is anybody shocked? No. Uh, like I said, I'm going to keep saying this. If you can build it, you can hack it. I think even once we get to the point where we're uh, transferring data through entang quantum entanglement, actually, I think there'll probably be a way to man in the middle of that somehow, right? I mean, once again, like, if you can use it, right, as a technology, there's a way to exploit it somehow. And so we'll see. I don't know how this goes. We'll, uh, you know, in a, in a new hack, a new day type of situation. But that's where we're at. What can you do? Anyway, as you know, as it ends, we're done. We're done. That's the bad news. The good news is it's Friday, and uh, yeah, we get a happy, happy weekend, and hopefully that means some days off for everybody out there. If not, well, uh, let's keep on punching and wait for the day to come. Don't go. Don't go. I'm sorry, Johnson. I'm sorry, man. I have uh, baseball games to watch and beer to drink. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, there you go. And maybe another nap to take because I can and I should because why the hell not? But anyway, you get the idea. Uh, you didn't shout out the Dwayne Dibley hack. What's the Dwayne Dibley hack? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Wait, hold on. You're flip flopping on me. Every time I every time I talked about the Dwayne Dibley hack, you, you bitched and moaned about it, Johnson. You're like, stop doing that. You're feeding his ego. And now you want me to do it. So which is it, my friend? <laughs> okay anyway all right uh, as we finish uh thanks thanks for uh, having a good sense of humor guys and uh, thanks for being good to yourselves and others and uh, all the rest of that so uh, as we finish this is troubled minds news i'm michael strange and here's the deal if you want to support the show we're gonna eventually we're gonna cancel our uh patreon and move everything over to to um uh ba -ba -ba to rockfin all right so now here's the thing here's the thing uh, now, when you sign up for Rockfin, there are so many other creators on there. I'm going to make a landing page if you want to make sure that Troubled Minds gets paid for you doing that. So you can actually go and it's like a referral sort of situation. Um, but yeah, so the reason why Rockfin is if you spend, uh, let's say it's 10 bucks a month, um, in the way they pay it out is crypto and the amount of crypto is always changing. So it, it turns out that because of the growth of crypto that uh, the, the return on on just a subscription to the to, to the Rockfin show um, is going to be much higher than Patreon because it's like a fiat currency, as we know. And not only that, uh, they take a they take a sizable chunk out of it, like Twitch does. Unfortunately, like if you you sub up on Twitch, they take half of it. So it's like it's like a five dollar thing, and they take two dollars and forty nine cents or two fifty one actually, and then I get two forty nine in 
you know fiat currency good old-fashioned greenbacks but uh that's that's why it's a good thing so uh the rockfin is on the blockchain uh it's run by a crypto and uh that's that's part of why all this is good stuff so if you guys want to support the show that's how you do it uh if you're on the patreon so just uh when it's gonna recharge you note the date Uh, i think i have it set to recharge at the first of the month so if you guys want to continue supporting trouble minds i'll get you a link for that because we're right about there right we're at uh, the 27th um, so it's going. I think it's going to Patreon's going to bill people on the first. So if you don't want to get billed on Patreon, which I recommend, just bump that over to Rockfin, and I'll get you a link. Actually, um, let me get a link right now. Just because it's too close to the day, I don't want anybody to get get screwed. Um, and yeah, uh, it, it's just more. It's it's about being more efficient with it and not letting the demand take bigger and bigger chunks of uh, you know. Uh, money for no damn reason like i said 50 percent like the twitch taking that is just ridiculous thank you there you go there you go uh robert's got us uh rockfin.com slash troubled minds and like i said so uh so whatever it was like i got a, a bunch of tips this week thank you guys for tipping over there on rockfin but the the amount of that money that's been tipped has already grown because it's it's on a it's on a crypto um it's on a crypto basis so so good stuff good stuff so there it is yeah uh so uh if if you are patreon subscribers that want to support the show uh rockfin's the better way to do it so if so that the only the only bad thing is is the rockfin subscription is 10 bucks a month and that's the minimum uh but if you want to continue with patreon that's okay and there's a 4.99 mark for that um no no no. if you're gonna if you're gonna do it just sign up for rockfin that's the best way that's the best way anyway i'll I'll let you know uh robert's got the link right there rockfin.com slash troubled minds it'll pop up and say you could subscribe and do that and i'll actually i'll get the landing page too there's an actual like kind of neat little landing page they have um so let's do this real quick uh just put it up there like i said it's important because there's a lot of folks in this in this chat that have supported the show so uh i'm just saying there's an easier way to do this that uh, makes a lot more sense in a lot of ways and like i said uh it, it is a rockfin is a free speech platform and that in and of itself is super valuable because um well of course until they get too big we'll see what happens then but they're they are growing but they're not big enough where they're going to get pressured out of the cyberspace yet so so anyway let's see there's a landing page here we go and let's see let's get the share link Uh, copy the link here you go so this is what you want to do right here so cancel if you're on patreon it's going to bill you at the first of the month which is a few days from now so cancel your patreon and if you want to continue supporting the show use that link right there and uh, sign up to rockfin and that'll give us credit and send crypto to me and as everybody knows crypto is a growing space and so it's all good and so I, I can cash that out for good old-fashioned fiat currency greenbacks but uh it's uh yeah uh, yeah so anyway it, so it works both ways it's a good thing it's a good thing investment wise long term the whole bit it ju- it makes more sense because they don't take any fees because it's a direct cri- crypto transaction anyway you get the idea it's just way more efficient and it you were not burning 30 percent of the money you spend to give to patreon or whatever which is again they take they take every every place you do takes just huge amounts and it's um, it, it's a uh, uh, unfortunate let's say that's a good word that's a good word uh is, is bitcoin up where are we at with bitcoin btc let's see 
Did it hit 50K? Nope, almost back up to 49. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So yeah, as Bitcoin goes, uh, so goes many other cryptos. So if it keeps booming, well, everything else is going to keep booming and uh, eventually catch up. So that's good. That's a good thing. And uh, yeah, so as we finish, like I said, happy Friday, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all that you do uh, with supporting the show, being good to each other. Like I said, that's that's as important as anything. And so uh, please, please continue to do that. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So let's go to, uh, what do we got? I've got a list of people who have subbed up to the channel, supported the show. Like I said, uh, the Twitch subs go a little something like this. Let's play some outro music because I don't see any phone calls. I don't see any on Discord. So here we go. We're playing it. We're doing it. Twitch subs. Thank you to, uh, again, AJ Dare, my good buddy. Like I said, he's been the silent partner of Troubled Minds all along. And uh, it doesn't exist. The music, the bumper music, that's AJ Dare. Uh, a lot of the resources that we used to get going when we started, AJ Dare. He's been... He's been helping us quite a lot with quite a lot of things um, because, well, he's he's a he's a good friend and he's a good man. And so, there you go. So AJ Dare, Twitch subs, also Alien Nichan. We got Bailey, Gibby, twenty one eight eight eight, Dark Devious, forties AM, Ident, Jayup, Jay from New York. We got Large Marge one one one. We got Noble Kalel, not the Golf Channel, Quint sixty seven, the Mighty Rohan, Stinky Carnival, Super Bike one. And Satan Claus. We got uh, Patreon supporters again. So these folks take note. Alien Nichan, Axel Steele, Cole, Dark Devious, Dwayne Dibley, James Salcedo, Jayup Johnson, Matt Sal, and Penny. If you guys want to continue uh, supporting the show, uh, Patreon, unless unless you have an objection and somebody wants to stay on Patreon because it's a lower rate, let me know if there's a problem and we'll talk. We don't have to cancel it, but it's more efficient to do Rockfin. So uh, if you're going to do that, switch it over before the beginning of the month here at the first, because that will bill you on Patreon. Cancel it now. Sign up to Rockfin. Your link is right there in the chat. And there you go. That's how we do it. Thanks. Thanks, you all. Thank every single one of you guys again, like I said, for uh, for being uh, for being enthusiastic about this, for wanting a good conversation. And uh, there you go. There you go. And uh, thanks for supporting the show. Thanks, Robert, for the Rockfin tip. Uh, it's working out well so far. And we'll see. Cross your fingers. Like I said, happy Friday. Have a great weekend. And we're done. Uh, the bad news is we're done. The good news is, God willing, we'll be back on Monday. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you. See you then. Have a fantastic weekend. Thank you again for everything. And peace out. Michael Strange in beer mode. Catch you guys later. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.